It's story time by our favorite English author, Enid Whiten. The Adventures of the Wishing Chair again, Chapter 14, Mr. Cub's Strange Army. Chinky saw the children peeping in. He got up from the sofa and called them. Hello, I'm so glad you've come. Come along in. I've got an old friend here and I want you to meet him. The old friend stood up and what do you think he was? He was a tall teddy bear, so old that his hair had turned grey. He was not as tall as they were, but a bit taller than Chinky. This is Mr. Cubs, the ruler of Teddy Bear Village, said Chinky. The teddy bear bowed politely and shook hands. Everyone sat down, the children and Chinky on the sofa and the teddy bear in the wishing chair. I hope you don't mind my sitting in your wishing chair, he said politely to the children. But it is really such a treat and a privilege. I have never even seen one before. Not at all. We're very pleased, said Peter. I only wish it would grow its wings. Then it could take you for a short ride. It feels funny at first, but it's lovely when you get used to it. I've been telling Mr. Cubs about your toys that Mr. Grimm has got and won't give you back, said Chinky. I think Mr. Grimm should be forced to give them up to you, said Mr. Cubs earnestly. I propose that I raise a little army from Toyland and march on the school. Peter and Molly gazed at him in wonder and astonishment. It all sounded like a dream to them but a very exciting and interesting dream. An army from Toyland. Good gracious, who ever heard of such a thing? Mr. Cubs has very great influence in Toyland, explained Chinky. As I told you, he is the head of Teddy Bear Village and very much respected and admired. In fact, he has now ruled over it for nearly a hundred years. Are you really a hundred years old? asked Molly, amazed. One hundred and fifty-three, to be exact, said Mr. Cubs with a polite little bow. I became head when I was fifty-four. Is it difficult to be head of Teddy Bear Village? asked Peter. Well, no, not really, so long as you are very firm with the young teddies, said Mr. Cubs. They are rather wild, you know. Now what I suggest is this, I will send to the wooden soldiers, the clockwork animals, and the sailor dolls, and also my teddies, of course, and tell them to meet me at a certain place. They will make a very fine army. And you'll march on the school, I suppose, said Chinky. And when you have defeated Mr. Grimm, you will rescue Rosebud, the doll, and the other toys. Exactly, said Mr. Cubs. Can we come too, said Peter excited. I'd simply love to see all this. If only the wishing chair would grow its wings when your army is on the march, we could hover above the battle and watch, said Molly. But it never does grow its wings exactly when we want it to. I'll send you word when we mean to march, said the teddy bear. It will probably be tomorrow evening. Well, I must go now. Thank you for a very pleasant evening, Mr. Chinky. He shook hands with all three of them and went out of the door. Isn't he nice, said Chinky. He's a very old friend of my great aunt Quickfingers, you know. 
and I've often met him at her house. I thought I'd tell him about Rosebud and the other toys and how Mr. Grimm wouldn't give them back. I guessed he would help. The playroom clock struck ten. We must get back, said Molly with a sigh. We only meant to come for half an hour. It's been lovely, Chinky. I do think we're lucky having you for a friend and meeting all your friends and having such an interesting time. They went back to bed, hoping that the wishing chair would grow its wings the next night, if the teddy bear gathered together his curious little army. They couldn't go down to the playroom till after tea, because mother took them to see their granny. They raced down as soon as they could, and were met by a very excited Chinky. I'm so glad you've come. The wishing chair has grown little buds of wings already. They'll sprout properly in a minute, and the teddy bear has sent to say that his army is on the march. Oh, what a bit of luck, cried the children and ran to the chair. Just as they got to it, the knob-like buds on its legs burst open and outspread the lovely green and yellow wings again. They began to flap at once and made quite a wind. Come on, said Peter, sitting in the chair. Let's go. And Chinky, don't let's forget to take wings away from that horrid school if we can. He can live with you here in the playroom if he hasn't got a home to go to. Molly got in and Chinky sat on the back of the chair. Out of the door they flew at top speed. The wishing chair was told to go to Mr. Grimm's. But don't go down into the grounds, commanded Chinky. Just hover about somewhere so that we can see what's going on and dart down if we need to. It wasn't really very long before the chair was hovering over the front gate of Mr. Grimm's school. Not far off were all the brownies marching up and down in the big schoolyard, doing drill with Mr. Grimm. Then the marching brownies suddenly caught sight of the wishing chair hovering in the air, and they set up a great shout. Look, they've come back. Hurrah for Chinky and Peter and Molly. Mr. Grimm stared up too. He looked really furious, and to the children's dismay, he bent down and picked up a big stone. It came whizzing through the air at them, but the wishing chair did a little leap to one side and the stone passed harmlessly by. Then Chinky gave the others a nudge. Here comes the army. Do look. The children looked, and dear me, up the lane marched the strangest little army the children had ever imagined. First came the grey-haired teddy bear, swinging a little sword. Then came a row of wooden soldiers, beating drums. Then another row blowing trumpets. After them came a whole collection of clockwork animals. There's a jumping kangaroo, cried Chinky in glee, and a dancing bear. And a running dog and a walking elephant, said Molly in delight. And look, a pig that turns head over heels and a duck that waddles, shouted Peter, almost falling out of the chair in his excitement. And behind them all are the sailor dolls. Don't they look smart? The strange army came to the gate. The clockwork kangaroo jumped right over it to the other side. He undid the gate and opened it for the army to walk through. The Brownies 
saw the toys before Mr. Grimm did and shouted in joy. They ran to meet them. Who are you? Where have you come from? They called. Can we play with you? We never have any toys here. We've come for Mr. Grimm. We don't like Mr. Grimm. We've come to capture him. We've come for Mr. Grimm, chanted all the toys. Mr. Grimm stared at them if, as if he couldn't believe his eyes. After him, shouted the teddy bear, and after him they went. He turned to run, but the jumping kangaroo got between his legs and tripped him up, and there he was, bumping his nose on the ground, yelling for mercy. The toys swarmed all over him in delight. Don't pull my hair, don't cut off my beautiful beard, begged Mr. Grimm. The teddy bear seemed just about to saw the long beard off with his sword. The children and Chinky saw it all from their seat up in the wishing chair and were just as excited as the toys and the brownies. I'll leave you your beard on one condition, said the teddy bear solemnly. Go and get the toys you have imprisoned here and bring them out to us. Mr. Grimm got up, looking very frightened, and went indoors. He came out with all the toys. Molly gave a scream of delight when she saw Rosebud. He's even got the teapot that grew wings too, said Peter, pleased. The chair flew down to Mr. Grimm, and the children took all their toys from him. Molly cuddled Rosebud happily. Thank you, she said to the gray-haired teddy bear. You and your army have done very, very well. Do please bring any of them to see us whenever you can. The brownies crowded round the chair. Take us back with you. Take us back. We've only room for one of you, and that's Winks, said Chinky firmly. Come on, Winks. Up got Winks, grinning all over his little brownie face. The wishing chair rose up in the air. Goodbye, goodbye, shouted Chinky and the others. Let us know if Mr. Grimm behaves too badly to you, and we'll send the army once again. Goodbye. Off they went, with all the toys and brownies waving madly. Mr. Grimm didn't wave. He looked very down in the mouth indeed, but nobody was sorry for him, not even Molly. End of chapter.